welcome to the Fit Life with Jessica podcast, where we talk about how to create and maintain healthy habits with our fitness, nutrition, and overall well-being. This is a place where you can come to get real life, health, and fitness advice from a busy working mama who has a passion for helping others find their way to health and happiness. We're all in this crazy journey together, so why not lean on and lift each other up in the process? All right. Hey, girl. Welcome back to the Fit Life with Jessica podcast. I have got another super special guest. I want to introduce you guys to my friend, Katie. Katie is a mutual friend I met through what other than Instagram. So thank you so much, girl. Good to have you on the podcast. Hi, thank you for inviting me. I'm really excited to be here. You know, this just shows the power of like social media and more than just like growing your business or, you know, mindless scrolling for hours. Like you're able to meet really cool, badass chicks through Instagram. (laughs) It's like, it's a really great tool for meeting other like-minded people, right? It is. And I feel like I get some of my biggest motivation from people that I've never actually like had a face-to-face conversation with, but talk to like daily. That is so true. Um, Ashley said, it's kind of like the meme that says nobody hypes you up like your social media friend that you've never met before. And I am so true. So finding that to be true right now in my entrepreneurial journey. How about you? I really am too. And it's nice because I have friends that own small businesses in my real life, but to be able to connect with such a wide range of people that are doing the same thing that I'm doing or are learning the same skills that I'm learning is amazing because I don't have people that are doing some of the the things that I'm going through right now. And it's just really nice to connect with those people. Absolutely. And like they always say, you know, if you're the person in your circle, that's the farthest along. If you're the smartest, the fastest, the most successful, the fittest, the health, like you need a new circle. I I like to surround myself with people, especially women who are, you know, further along than me and who can challenge me and motivate me and I can learn from. So it's just kind of an extension of my virtual circle. Me too. Me too. Cause you like, you never want to stop growing. That is, that is so true. That's kind of been my quest the last several years. I've just been on this personal growth journey slash starting a business slash growing. And it it sounds like you, I'd like to dive into this a little bit. It sounds like you have a really cool story about how you have launched your business and kind of how you've become who you are today. Um, So tell our listeners a little bit about you and about your backstory. So I'm a single mom. I have an eight-year-old daughter. Um, I also have a puppy who is a hundred pound German shepherd mix and he's probably my best friend, but I'm still bitter about like all of the shoes that we've gone through. Oh (laughs) no. (laughs) But I jokingly, but also seriously describe myself as like a modern day feminist. Like I'm not out doing this, like the old stereotype of like, let's burn our bras in the street, but I'm definitely all about girl power and making things equal and like calling out patterns that just have not served women well in the past in our culture. Um, I also have a bachelor's degree in corrections with a minor in social science. And I've been a juvenile probation officer for 13 years. And then now recently, just over a year ago, um, I'm now a small business owner. 
So that's kind of like me in a nutshell. As if you weren't busy enough being a single mom and being a juvenile corrections officer. Is that the right way to say it? Juvenile corrections officer? Juvenile probation officer. It's juvenile probation officer. Okay, got it. Yeah. My only knowledge about anything in the police system, jail system, is is through the show Orange is the New Black. So I probably don't know a lot about about that industry, but what an interesting industry to be in. It's, it's been challenging. It's been fun. It's given me like a, a way to grow a lot of skills and do a lot of things that have impacted, I mean, have serious impacts on people's life. And then I come home some days and I'm just like, wow, I really hope that uh, I've done more good than harm. Right. But, you know, overall, I think you see good effects of what you're doing. And I have I have clients that I supervised a decade ago that are just friends of mine now that I still check in with and they still call me and tell me about what their children are doing now. And so that always feels like a sign of like, well, something must be going well if these people still want to talk to me. Right. I mean, talk about like the ultimate, like helping other people, you know, like one of my biggest, you know, drivers in my business is they just want to help people. But that is truly a selfless act to work with these younger kids, younger teens. I mean, what is the most challenging thing about that? You know, I think the most challenging thing is, is just getting over the fact of like being able to meet people where they're at Mm. because I'm coming at it from like, I had a about as basic of a childhood as you could ever think of was my family. It was me and my brother. We had two parents, pretty middle-class family. Like, I mean, we had some struggles from time to time, but I pretty much could have had within reason, like everything I wanted as a child, not that things were just given to me, but my family did okay. And so now I'm working with a lot of families that like really don't have that. And it's really hard to recognize sometimes that you're like, well, you just have to get up and go to school. It's not that hard. Just get up and go. But for families that I'm working with, it's like, you really have to meet them where they're at because maybe nobody has ever taught anybody in that family system how to even like have the self-discipline of let's set a bedtime and let's Mm. set an alarm and let's get up and go. Wow. So I think just kind of meeting people where they're at without like coming in with judgment. I'm not better than you because I have the skill that you don't have, but just being like, let's look at what successes you've had. And then let's just build on it from wherever you're at. That's amazing. And so powerful, probably to remind us of like the simplest things to be grateful for, you know, like you said, a with a child who just needs a routine, right? Like, let's just set a bedtime and set an alarm. Like those seem like such basic things, but like there are families that just don't either don't have that skill or just don't do that quite yet. So, I mean, what a beautiful reminder of, you know, the simple thing are, you know, either how we've grown up or how we're instilling in our own children to be so grateful for that we have that opportunity. It has given me an opportunity to be grateful for a lot of things that I probably would have just totally taken for granted as an adult. But also I remember early on in my career, like the first couple years, regularly calling my parents and being like, I just want to thank you for like having dinner for us. And my parents being like, we don't know what's going on, but we really like your new job. Right. Oh, that's (laughs) 
like this is great that we're getting thanked for just basic stuff that seemed like basic stuff and I'm like but it's really not for a lot of people so that's so true I remember having similar feelings after having a baby my first yes. my daughter's six now and like just being like mom I just really appreciate you so much more I can't believe you went through this and like to understand what a mother goes through you can only know when you become a mother so like the idea of like holy shit my mom did this for like my whole life <laughs> Right. I feel like there's two points in my life that I'm going to be a hero for my kid. And she's eight now. So we've passed the first one when, when she was like two and maybe early three, I could have done nothing wrong. And now trust me, I do plenty, plenty wrong. (laughs) And she lets me know, but then I'm like, just wait, because after you go off and you start your own family, like once you have a baby, I'm going to get to like be back in that role of like being the hero mom again, where she can call me and be like, oh my gosh, you know everything. Exactly. I still call my mom. Like she just knows when something's off or something's wrong. And she's like, are you just having a rough time? I'm like, mom, this is just really hard. This is a really hard season of my life. And like, she totally gets it. Like she totally understands and they get to be the hero. Even my mother-in-law too like my mother-in-law is like an angel she's so sweet but they both give such great advice and they know what to do if like if google doesn't have the answer and my husband doesn't have the answer i'm like i'm calling your mom or i'm calling my mom because mom moms always know i don't know how but we know (laughs) and if they don't know they're gonna figure it out (laughs) exactly life experience man experience matters it really does So do you still have your current job? Is your company that you just launched this last year, is that a side hustle for you? Or do you, are you branching out and doing it full time? Tell me a little bit about your business that you just started. So a a little over a year ago, um, it is still a side hustle. I'm doing both, but I'm doing both a little bit more like halftime where I started as I'm just going to do this on the side. Maybe I'll do it like one day a week. Um, or I'll work weekends. And now it's come back where I've actually cut my cut back my hours at the juvenile department to put in more hours for the new job, the new side business, or, you know, potentially um, full time thing, which I think is the goal uh, to, to, yeah, to go that direction and grow it. So your company is called Northwest Accent. So tell us a little bit more about that and like what made you, you have a funny story about how you decided to just go for it and start this business. Tell us that story. Um, I think my biggest thing was I'd always, I've always wanted to learn to screen print. I've always been kind of like, I would say borderline artsy. I have friends that have called me an artist and I'm like, but I really don't have what I would consider art skills but I'm always interested in it and I'm crafty and I like to do stuff with my hands and I've always been interested in screen printing. But then we had this whole pandemic shutdown and it's like, here you are at home. Now you're working full time from home and guess what? You get to teach second grade and you know nothing about teaching. And I'm like, okay, I'm either going to drink a lot or find something productive to do. So I don't go crazy. And I was like, I'm going to teach myself to screen print. And I went online and I found somebody on Marketplace that was selling an old press. And I'm like, great, I'm going to buy that, even though I've never done this. And I, and I only have like a concept of how this is done. And I'm going to spend all of this time where I'm locked in my house with my family. And I'm just going to teach myself how to do this. And I watched a ton of YouTube videos. 
And I was like, here we go. I'm just going to figure it out. I love that. I wonder how many businesses were born <laughs> this last year that were just like, well, we're at home and we need that creative outlet. We need something to do as if, you know, our jobs weren't enough or being moms or teachers or all these things weren't enough. It's like, I don't know if it was this burning desire for more or needing meaning in our lives or wanting to make an impact or a difference or uh, the sense of like control in a world that was so out of control. But I think so many, so many people just kind of bit the bullet or maybe we all thought like, holy moly, like life is short. We're in a freaking pandemic. What the hell's going on? Like, I better just go for it. <laughs> I, I the world's ending. With, <laughs> yeah. I identify with everything you just said. It was like, <laughs> I have to do something. And I'm either at this point, I'm like, I'm going to completely remodel my entire house or I'm going to become an alcoholic because I'm just going to like not know what to do. And I'm, I'm really like not even a drinker, but I was like, low key, I'm going to end up spending a ton of money on alcohol or I'm going to find a way to make money and give myself some more flexibility because I don't, I know now I definitely don't have a career as a teacher, but in the same light, I could recognize that this was a time that I was going to get more time, more influence over raising my child than I ever would have had an opportunity to do if I was working 40 hours a week outside of the house and she was going to school. So as much as like, I'm not a teacher, I don't have the patience for it. It was really hard for her. It was really hard for me. I found some good in it too. And I loved building that like idea that I can be flexible and I can be around and I can work when she's busy and I can be there at lunchtime. I love, I mean, that's, that's the ultimate goal, right? Is like to be there for our kids, but also for them to see that like mom has a dream. Mom has the goal, like mom's going for something and we don't know how it's going to work out. I might have to pivot or shift or change, but I think that's so powerful for our kids, especially our girls to see that That you don't have to fit this perfect mold. You don't have to be, you know, in this career, that career, you don't have to, you know, do it a certain way. Like screw that. I mean, you can do whatever you want to do and hell you're showing her that you can do it from home. You can do it in a pandemic. You can do it if you don't know how, I mean, the school of YouTube is, it's pretty, it's pretty legit. I mean, (laughs) insert my whole modern day feminist. I'm like, you can do everything that you want to do. And I'm going to show you how, and my poor kid is probably going to be like, yeah, mom. I know. <laughs> I'm so with I you. <laughs> I, I love that you call yourself a, a modern day feminist because I'm, I'm. I would call myself the same way, like a modern day chill feminist, where like I teach my kids, you know, the who runs the world girls, and my little boy runs around singing that song by Beyonce. Gotta and Beyonce. it's just, I mean, I love that this is what we're able to model for the next generation. So. I'm looking at your Instagram right now. So for those of you that, that don't know, um, Northwest accent, it's got, you, you're from Portland. So you've got like screen printed, you've got tees, you've got hoodies, you've got, it looks like, um, what are these called? Like water bottles is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> oh, stickers. Uh, stickers. They're, all just, in, they're actually just stickers. Just stickers. <laughs> okay, sweet. All inspired by like the Pacific Northwest. Um, yes. And it's a, and you're based outside of Portland, Oregon. So are you from Portland or have you been there your whole life or? Basically born and raised. So I grew up near Portland in the suburbs outside of Portland, moved like an hour 
and a half south for several years. I got married, had a kid, got divorced. And basically the goal was to get back here. I love the Pacific Northwest. I love Portland. I've traveled everywhere and I love going to new places. And then I come back and I'm like, I just feel like I live in the best place in the world. Oh, man, that's awesome. I have not been to Portland, but I was talking to Ashley when we did a podcast with her. I'm like, I've got to come to Portland. It's like, I'm such a, like a modern day hippie. I'm like, it's such a hippy dippy town. And I oh, love, and I love wine. So any excuse for me to get to Oregon Pinot Noir, I'm like, um, yeah, can I catch the next flight? <laughs> Girl, I can't tell you how many wineries I drive by on my yes. from like the office every day, but it's got to be more than 20. And that's not an exaggeration, oh, man. And I, Yes, you do need to come because we can take you to all the spots and we can do all the things and go hiking and you can go to the mountain and the beach and it's all like all within a day. It's all right here. That is so cool. I, that is, I mean, that sounds glorious. And that's, I think I can, like, I can hear it and I can feel it and see like your love for Portland and where you are. Cause that comes through in your products. It comes through in your designs. Um, and thinking about your business and thinking about like, it's a, it's such a baby right now. You know, you're still new. It's still like on the side, like, what is your goal, you know, for your business, for this like entrepreneur journey that you're on, like for the next couple of years, like, where do you want to see this go? I think in the next several years, my goal is to run like a full screen printing shop. So when I initially started this, I was like, I'm just going to screen print stuff for other people. Like, I just want to be able to play with the inks and the screens and like figure out how all this works. And then like really early on, I had an experience where somebody was like, I want you to print this. And I'm like, okay, great. And then they're like, yeah, but not like that. And I'm like, okay, we'll change it. And it's like, yeah, but not like that. And actually, can you do this? And I'm like, oh my God, I have spent 20 hours just trying to figure out what you want. So I was like, okay, no, I'm pivoting and I'm printing what I want. Like, forget that. Exactly. <laughs> I'm tired of all of your design changes. <laughs> you I'm like, many requests. You know, this is like mentally draining where I'm like, I'm putting all this time and energy into figuring out what you want. And it's really easy if you're on the other end to be like, well, maybe, maybe not. But I'm like, holy cow, I'll never make an income off this if I'm just giving away 20 hours of my time to like keep guessing. So I think ultimate goal is to run a screen shop where I do both though. I do love printing specifically for like other small businesses. So I've done stuff for like, um, some of the dog trainers in the area that are just printing promo stuff or uniforms for their stuff. I've done some stuff with a local cidery and brewery where I'm printing swag that they're going to sell in their shop, which is really cool because it's all Pacific Northwest and they're a small micro brew. So I love doing that kind of stuff. It's fun and it feels rewarding to know that you're like doing something that's going to produce income for another local small business um, or, or another mom run small business or yeah. something like that. But then I, I love my Pacific Northwest stuff and the brand has taken off more than I thought. So I want to be able to do both. So I'm thinking full-time screen printing shop. I actually have an appointment later today to go look at a space because I think I've officially outgrown trying to do this out of the garage. Ooh, that's exciting. Um, that's so exciting. And then I really want to focus on creating like a workplace culture that feels like comfortable. And I, I feel like this is overused right now, but like a safe space, not just like, 
not just any other place that you can go work, but I want it to be like a positive environment. I really want it to be female run, not like I'm going to ever turn away men. And I'm definitely not in a, like a, I hate men space or they don't add value, but I want it to be like, I can come to work and I know that nobody's going to be like, Hey, you have a great ass or uh, yes, totally or anything like that. Um, or that no, nobody else is ever going to work there or that they're not going to come there and be, have like the mean girls talking about like, did you see what she's wearing today? Mm. I want it to be like, you can come to work. And if you have a kid that needs to show up with you because daycare fell through and they need to sit off in like this little corner that we have and do homework all day, that's fine because we're moms and we do have to parent and do jobs. And I want to have, I think I joked about this with you when I was on the phone with you before, but I want to have a bowl of like tampons sitting on the bathroom counter and yes. just be normalized because we have women that work here and guess what? Women have periods and it's not like this taboo thing that we have to hide and like be weird about or like men are going to be like oh I can't go into that bathroom I'm not going to look through her purse like I just want it to be normalized and like just chill like we're here to work but we still have lives uh sign me up because I want to be a part of that (laughs) that's the goal goal. I want all of my girlfriends to be a part of that I mean it it seems like for not it seems like you know for so many decades like women have not had a proper seat at the table women have not had a proper place in the workplace you know we've all been in workplaces where the culture was just in the toilet for whatever reason like maybe it was too corporate for our liking maybe it was too male-driven and we dealt with sexual harassment, or maybe we, you know, were just never seen as equals, or maybe we were only looked at as, you know, oh, it's just, a, she's just a girl, right? Like there's just not enough either female run or predominantly female businesses out there where it's accepted to breastfeed at the office. It's accepted to come pump at the office. You can, like you said, have tampons and dry shampoo in the bathroom and be cool with that. And just be okay to be you and come as you are and come in whatever you're wearing and to just feel comfortable and safe and accepted and empowered really at the end of the day. I agree. And of course, I don't know why, but my whole life career now, I've just gravitated toward careers that are kind of more male dominated careers. So I don't know if I'm experiencing this like on a more intense level than a lot of people but I have friends that are not in male dominated careers and have the same complaints. And so that is like just the ultimate, when I get there, that's like, I've made it. That's when I've made it. Not like, not if I'm driving a fancy car, but like when I come into work and I don't feel stressed or I feel like, you know what, I'm going to wear a dress today because it feels cute and I want to. And then tomorrow I'm wearing yoga pants and my t-shirt has holes in it. And nobody's going to say anything about it. And they're going to be like, good for you, sister, on both days. That's when I've made it. That's glorious. I freaking love that. I'm here for that. I'm co-signing. I'm (laughs) right here with you. I'm right here with you. So to have this dream, to have this business, you know, it's going to take a lot of time and a lot of effort, a lot of pouring out, right? Like when you're working for somebody else, you're pouring out. When you're a mom, you're pouring out of your cup. When you're building a business, you're pouring out, but you also cannot drink from an empty cup. Like you've got to take care of yourself. You've got to fill up your cup. Like what are some ways 
that you take care of yourself, like whether it's self-care or, you know, alone time, like what are some of your favorite ways to make sure like you're getting time for you so that you can feel, you know, rejuvenated to do all of these boss things? Um, I love that you talk that you just mentioned alone time. I love my alone time. That's something that like, maybe that I'm just maybe that's mom life where it's your mom mom, mom for like five seconds right I love my alone I know you've done the beach body stuff I too love beach body so I start my day every day with my beach body shake because I'm like my days are gonna and honestly there's some days that I'm probably gonna have like the leftover Cheetos and beef jerky on my kid's plate for lunch because that's just my (laughs) life some days yeah, but at least I can. Like I'm gonna get my body, and then I just like to be active. I love to be out hiking. I started a goal earlier this year that I was like, I'm gonna do 52 hikes a year, one every week for the whole year. And then I realized that that was insane because I'm running a, a small business and parenting, and I have another job that I have to deal with. But I'm not that far off, so I'm doing a lot of hiking. I love paddleboarding. And then my big self-care thing is every month I go to visit my best friend. We get a hotel for a night, um, kind of near where she lives out in the Columbia river gorge, which is like probably the most beautiful place in Oregon. So there's like waterfalls, hikes, a river. I mean, everything that like you were right at the base of the mountain. So some days we like, drink wine and hang out on the porch of our hotel and Sundays we go out for like some crazy adventurous hikes that sounds but amazing and you do that once a month I love that once a month and she's like she's about an hour and a half away so we it's one night I go yeah. for like a evening we spend the night I spend the day and I come back home and she has a small business too so we occasionally we'll like do work but it's usually it's just for us it's like decompressed time totally decompressed time I'm sure y'all can geek out together. Like if you have a business you're growing and she has the business she's growing, that's something that I've discovered that with my girlfriends who also are doing the same thing, we can just geek out on like all things business. Like, did you hear about this? Have you tried this? What about that? What book did you read? Did you read like things that I've never could speak to previously or try to and sound like an idiot. But now I'm like, Oh, I understand what she means when she's talking about this or that. So you could probably totally geek out on that. And that's just so important to be able to have somebody to do that with. I'm so happy to hear that. I think the day that I called her to tell her like, Hey, I'm going to start my own business. And I'm expecting her to be like, are you sure? She's like, great. And the next thing I know, I've got like three books shipped to my house from Amazon. And she's like, these were the first three that I thought were the best. Let me know when you're done with them. Oh my God bless those people. (laughs) She sounds like my dear friend, Emily, who's like my mentor and fairy godmother. She like was rooting for me to start my own business. And when I finally did, she was like, yes. And she's just been all in at helping me. She's like, here's the top 10 books you have to read. Do these podcasts, come over to my house. We'll have a strategy session. I'm like, God, I love you because that's what it's all about. She's like, Jessica, I wish I had somebody, you know, telling me all the mistakes they made or telling me like, I I did this the wrong way. Do it that way. She's like, I didn't have anybody to tell me to do that. So like, I only hope and pray that I can be that way to somebody else, you know, two, three, four years down the line. 
I'm pay, in the pay same it back. boat as you. I ha- I'm like so thankful that you can tell me every mistake you've made and lesson yes. you've learned. And then I'm like, okay, so in my biography, your name is going to be in the front of like the people that I'm thanking on that like first little page there. And then everything that you've taught me, I'm hoping I can pass on to anybody else that like is, can benefit from it. Isn't that what it's all about? You know, like helping other people and I forget the story or the quote, I'm going to totally butcher it, but it's like, when you get to the top of the mountain, like you got to reach your hand out behind you to help pull up the next person. And it's like empowered women, empowered women. Like that's what we have to do for each other. And we have to help each other and let that next person beneath you, you know, further down the path and you help that sis and pull her up the dang mountain. Yes. And it's not just like, I agree with you. It feels good for me to know that I've helped somebody like at the end of the day, that's when I'm like, I've done a good day's work because I've had some success and I've helped somebody else had success. But if you look at it more globally, that's how we change culture. And that's how we change the world is bringing up. I mean, I'm talking, we're, we're both talking about like, we want to see more women run businesses. This is how it happens. We help each other out and we get there. Oh, that's, that's so true. It like, gives me chills thinking about because it really is just like, it sounds so small, but think about if every person did that for one other woman, like if you impacted one other woman's life, like, and if every woman could do that for each other, like we're not competition. No. We're each other's support systems. We're each other's community and cheerleaders and backup and helping babysitters. Like with a tribe, right? Like we're all here to help each other. Yes. And think about where we would be in 10 years if, if we just helped one person. Man, so powerful. That's so, so powerful. I love that. Um, but, but let's start with tampons in the bathroom. <laughs> let's just start with tampons. I love that, man. Like, can we, can we just normalize tampons in the freaking bathroom? I mean, yes. please. <laughs> That's so crazy. So in the same vein, like, what is like one piece of advice that you would give your younger self? Like you, whether it's yesterday or five years ago or 10 years ago, like your younger self, like, what would you tell yourself? Um, it's not him, sis. No, (laughs) I I say that jokingly, (laughs) but also I do feel like when I was younger, I, I think all of us look to like fit in and be accepted. And, and I think women are seriously raised different than men. We want to make people happy. We're people pleasers. We want to like settle maybe and Mm -hmm. be comfortable. And I think that like, while I joke and say it's not him, sis, that is really true for me that in a way that I needed to listen to my own inner voice, I needed to not listen to other people's limits that they were placing on me of people saying, well, you know nothing about screen printing, you went to school for corrections, you can't do that, like, you're not qualified, or you can't work two jobs, you're a mom, or any of that stuff. It's like listening to what is in my soul is what I should have done and not being afraid of what other people are going to think of and how, if they were going to judge me. And that's so, that's such a hard lesson to learn. I'm so with you. I am an extroverted people pleaser, helper, like that is, well, I should say recovering people pleaser, trying to not be a people <laughs> pleaser, but like we are, it's, 
it is how we were raised. It is how we were groomed. And, you know, we all try and fit into this square mold, but we are round and it's just, it takes so many years. Like I'm 30, I will be 36. So it's like, I'm still working on this stuff. Like I still don't have it right. I'm still trying to figure it all out, but learning to trust your gut and to not worry about what, like you said, what he thinks, what she thinks, it's not, it's not them, you know, that's a big deal. Agreed. And I don't know if it felt, I'm 36 now. So I'm like, I'm at the same point that you're at. I don't know if it felt for you, but I swear like somewhere right around 30, I was like, Oh, Hey, wait a second here. Like I'm going to be me and I'm not going to do what you or be who you want me to be. Or who I've been in the past. Like, if I'm going to change, I'm changing. And I'm doing that. And hopefully you're going to support me. And if you're not, like, that's okay. I'm not going to be for everybody. But it was like, it almost like felt like an overnight switch. Obviously, there's like gaining confidence and practicing it and putting it into like real life. But there was a point where I was like, why am I doing this? I could be who I want to be. I I completely agree. Mine was a little bit after that. I was, I had my first child at 30, well, 29, but yes. So mine was about 2018 when a lot of things started to shift for me. It was a year after I had my second and last child. And it was just like, I started reading books and listening to podcasts. And that was kind of when my journey started. I feel like where I was like, there's more to life than, you know, just pleasing people, right? There's more to life than just, you know, status quo and living up to, you know, what he says or she says, or trying to be like the Joneses or whomever, right? Like, yeah. And I slowly, as I learned and grew and I'm still learning and growing and reading and like my friendship started to evolve and my confidence started to evolve. And I was like, hold up. I don't think we mesh anymore. Hold up. I don't agree with what y'all are doing anymore. And I don't feel the need to do that too. So like you, you outgrow people sometimes, maybe they outgrow you, like your values change and you're just like, I got to do what's right for me right now. Yes. And also the people that I used to view as like intimidating, I would probably try to avoid because, oh my gosh, they're so scary. And now I'm like the psycho that's running after you. Like, I'm so sorry. Can you tell me how you got here? Because I really need to learn this. And like, you have something that I want and I'm, I'm going to be your biggest fan. And I'm going to tell you whatever you're doing is working because it is like blowing my mind and then slow down. <laughs> slow so down, true. <laughs> so true. I love it. As much as getting older is like still a scary thing for me. I, it's just, it's so cool. Like aging is a privilege in so many ways about how we grow and learn and evolve. And like the women that we are becoming is pretty damn incredible. I agree. And 20 year old me would not have listened to my advice. I would have been like, yeah, yeah. Go do old people stuff. I'm going to have fun. Right. (laughs) We'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what a podcast is or a 20 year old me would not have been like, she's running her own business. She's you know, coaching other women, helping them become like healthier versions of themselves. Like what? I mean, I was the unhealthiest version of myself at 20 years old. Are you kidding? Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) College. Yeah. Oh man. So crazy. I wasn't getting up early to get my like 10 minutes or half an hour of like productive time, quiet time in the morning. I was like, I'm going to roll out of bed 
on, on my fourth alarm at noon to just do the bare minimum of whatever I have to do for work so that I can go have fun. So true. It's like, I don't really need to go to that 8am class. I don't, I don't actually have to go to pass. So I'm just going to sleep right through that alarm. And <laughs> yeah, I'll get notes from the guy that sits in the front row yep. and I'll show up for the midterm and like a C is, is cool. That's passing. That's all I need. Right. Oh my gosh. We've come a long way. Well, since you said getting up early, tell me about your morning routine. Do you have one? Um, what do you do in the mornings? Um, first things first, I have like my little, I'm going to pet my dog and do my little dog snuggle session. That sounds glorious. The hundred pound puppy. <laughs> but I start with like, I'm going to do something healthy. It's usually my shake. I'll try to plan if I'm going to plan my meals for the day, which I don't do every day, but I'll try to do that in the morning or at least be mindful of like, this is what I want to make sure that I get into my diet today. Um, and I do all of my Instagram posts in the morning. I respond to business stuff that has come in like late in the day, the night before, because I'm not good in the evening. I'm tired. And I know that about myself. I'm much more of a morning person which like my friends just hate, (laughs) but I'm like, great. Hey, I know it's eight o'clock and you're just waking up. Here's the plan for the day. Here's the emails that I've sent. I've posted on Instagram. I had something healthy. I'll get out and walk or jog with the dog if I can, um, depending on if I have the child here, childcare, because I don't want to leave my eight-year-old alone, but um, she's a trooper. Some morning she'll come with me. Um, And then I just, also like to just have a little bit of quiet time before I do anything else. It's so important to have that quiet time. It's, it's so hard because I love my sleep, but man, just to have time to drink a cup of coffee alone while it's still hot. Well, before (laughs) anybody gets up, I mean, my, my youngest is four. So it's like when they're awake and when, when they're up, they're up when they're on, they're on. So it's like whatever you choose to do with your morning, you know, I like to have coffee gratitude and do my workout before the day gets started. Some people that doesn't work for them, like whatever works for you, but like find just a few minutes in the morning to have that intentional time for whatever you want to do, whatever lights your soul on fire. Right. But like, that's going to be, if you start your day with a little bit of intention, you're going to feel so much more accomplished throughout the rest of the day instead of feeling like you're behind like if I don't have that do you feel like you're behind the eight ball like you're just like just trying to catch up and like I can't the dishes haven't been unloaded yet and my kid is late (laughs) to school I mean it's just like a snowball effect almost if I don't have that time I'm laughing because if my eight-year-old was sitting here and you asked her questions (laughs) like what is the difference if mom has like had her time to do stuff in the morning and doesn't it's like our day is night and day And she knows if she gets up early, which happens like, I don't know, once or twice a week, maybe a couple times a month and comes in, she knows if I've like finished my, just like my morning routine of, I like that you mentioned the gratitude. Sometimes I make a list. Sometimes I put it in my phone. Sometimes I just sit there like while I'm laying there kind of waiting to actually get out of bed. And I try to like run through it in my head just to get my mindset right for the day. But she'll know if she comes in and she's like, oh, I'll come back. Oh my gosh. I love or that. She's like, <laughs> she's like, I'm going to go get dressed. And then that's oh. glorious. Oh my gosh. I'm, I wish my six-year-old had that kind of uh, like wherewithal, you know, they get there. They totally get there, oh my but gosh. Not- so usually 
<laughs> not she, in the time frame that we want. No, no, not yet. I mean, she'll she'll come in and I'm like not down on my Peloton, busting in like, mom, I gotta tell you about my dream or like you know, anything, no matter what it is. I'm like, dude, I am not finished yet. Yes, and we ha- now have a routine where I'm like, hey, I need, and I know I need ten minutes, I need fifteen minutes. Um, and she has a plan. Like, these are the things that she knows she can do. She actually has a list on her wall. Cause this is when I get stuck on a zoom call at work and school's over or in the morning, if she's up really early, she can read, she can play with her Legos. She can do an art project. We've already talked about like, let's not do the glitter at 6am, but she knows like <laughs> what the kind of expectations are. And I think it actually maybe this is just me like reflecting it on her because I want it so bad, but I think it actually makes an impact for her as well. Like when she has a little bit of time to kind of go like, I do have some freedom to figure out how I want to start my day as well. Um, And I get to make these choices for myself and there's like some structure. So it's not just craziness and it's not just coming in and going straight to TV because if I, if I let her, she would pick that every single time. Yeah. yeah. Um, It makes a difference for her too. And it gives her some like control over kind of how she's going to start her day. And what a great model, you know, like what a great way to teach her that at such a young age, but where it still feels fun for her, you know? Yes. And let's just hope that counteracts all of the things that we model for our kids that were like, oh, you just saw that. Okay. Okay. Hopefully it all, it all balances out in the end. (laughs) It's always the goal. Oh my goodness. Oh gosh. Well, I've got two more questions for you and then we will kind of wrap it up. And these are just more fun questions because I like to ask some fun questions. Um, But tell me, what is your like favorite guilty pleasure? Like if you could be doing anything, being anywhere, like no judgment, no, no other things to do. What's your favorite guilty pleasure? My favorite guilty pleasure is getting tattoos. Oh, (laughs) I did not expect that. I have had this like very traditional like girl next door kind of blonde chick look for pretty much most of my life even at points when I was like an angsty teenager and I thought I was tough I'm sure that I still had like that girl next door vibe which has worked for me like it it is kind of part of who I am and I like I can identify that with that but I've always love tattoos my best friend that I go meet once a month is a tattoo artist she runs her own tattoo shop so I didn't get my first tattoo until I think I was 29. Most people that I think love tattoos start significantly earlier than that. And I was so scared that I was like, hey, I know you have a tattoo shop and you're a professional, but basically I don't like pain and I'm going to be a wuss. So I like <laughs> made her drag this portable like massage table bed back to her house Um, where we did like this tiny little rib tattoo that probably took 30 minutes because I'm sure I whined like the whole time because I was like, (laughs) here's the deal. I just don't want to take my shirt off in like this kind of scary tattoo parlor shop with like these black walls and these biker guys. And so she's like, fine. And then for a couple of years, I was like, I really love these. And I also really love that I get to have like art designed by my best friend on my body. But for like the first I don't know how many I have now. It's not like I'm covered from head to toe, but for the first like five or six tattoos, I was like, well, here's the deal. I really love these, but they can't be where somebody can see them because like, if I go to work, I don't want to be judged. Or what if I have to wear like a dress and a wedding? I don't want my tattoos to show. And now we're working on a full sleeve and it's like, 
bring I'm not going to do the neck tats yet although I guess who knows talk to me in a couple years never say never (laughs) um but I'm like no this is part of who I am I love it it is like I want I want to advertise the art I want to advertise like things that I love and feel good about and it makes me feel good and so I'm like this is this is great let's do a full sleeve (laughs) so that is so cool I love that that's my biggest guilty pleasure and it's all for me like there's no, I'm worried about what people are going to say. I mean, some, I'm sure some people are like, what is she doing? But those aren't my people. Those are not your people. I, that was a really unexpected answer, but I love that because that just tells so much about you and who you are. And like, that's just a, like, such a cool, like beautiful way to express yourself and also connect with your friend in the same way and like support her and her creative outlet and her business too. Yeah, it, it does. It feels like, like a couple of purposes for me. That's legit. Well, I can't wait to see. I need like a full sleeve pick <laughs> when you're <laughs> I need progress, you... progress updates. Anybody that follows my Instagram stories knows like I, there's a picture. I always joke. She has a mural that she's painted in her shop. So every time I come into the shop, I post that picture. And I'm like, if you know, you know. And I now have people that I've just become friends with through Instagram that are like, oh, it's tattoo day. What are you guys doing today? And it's a lot of fun. Now we know. Oh, I love that. Well, now I feel like I have a behind the scenes peek. Like, so when I, you're talking about your, on your Northwest accent Instagram. Okay, sweet. I always put it on there. Well, we all have to go follow you so we can see your next um, tat or your sleeve update. I don't have any, but I really want one. But my problem is I'm very indecisive and I just can't decide on something that I want on there forever. And like, I've even like, you know, gone so far as like, let me draw this on here and see what I think. And it's like, it just hasn't been the right thing. I know what it, I know what it'll be the right thing when I find it, but it feels like a really big commitment. (laughs) It does. And I think we debated for a year before I actually did the first one. And now I have some one that I would say like is my favorite little tattoo that I had gone in and we were working on like this kind of piece that I have on my leg which I'm totally stalling on because it hurts so bad that I'm like let's work on the arm oh yeah I bet like you're being a sissy but we had gone in to work on it and she's like hey oh I totally see what you're saying I actually want to completely redraw this let's not do it today and I was like that's fine and it was right after like a breakup so she's like but you had a breakup like we need to do some ink therapy what should we do and I was like I don't know sis like we can skip it and she's like no how about if we do these little mountains like on the front of your ankle just this tiny little like mountain range and I was like oh I love that and we just did it there was no planning she's like I'm gonna freehand this and I was like all right I mean you know me better than anybody knows me let's go for it and it is my favorite tattoo (laughs) Oh, that's such a neat story. I, sometimes you have to just say, like, screw the plan and just, like, go with it. But initially, I never would have been like, yeah, you can permanently put something on my body <laughs> after, like, I've had a glass of wine and have, like, moved on from the idea of even getting a tattoo. But, like, now I'm like, okay, I trust you 100% and I love it. It's, like, part of my story. That's so cool. I love that. That's a good answer. Man, I'm glad I asked that question. That was a very good answer. All right. So tell me, what is your favorite food? What is your favorite drink and your favorite TV show? Okay. My favorite food is pizza, but not just like any pizza. I want like the good wood fired, like 
microbrewery kind of pizza. Yes, like real pizza, not from like a big box store or not from your oven, like the the good stuff. The good stuff. That is like all all I would pick that over any anything you give me. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't watch TV much because I'm just busy and like I also I probably have like adult ADD. I can't focus long enough because I'm like I've got all these other things to do. But my my anything Avengers, I'm a total Avengers nerd. Like I am such a nerd. So any Avengers movie or like now they have some TV shows out. Loki just started. I'm watching that and I'm like waiting for the next episode. I love that. My, my little boy is just now getting into like superheroes. So I feel like that is imminent in my future. All of those. I love that. But I also love that you like, I don't watch TV because there really is so much we have to do and should be doing. And when I'm watching TV, I'm scrolling TikTok or Instagram half the time. So it's like, wait, what just happened? What did she say? And it's kind of a waste of time anyways. So I'm with you. And then favorite drink is unsweet iced tea or wine if I'm like drinking, drinking, but I really don't drink all that much again because I'm busy and I can't drink at 36 like I could at 21 and I know I've got to get up and do stuff in the morning and I don't want to feel like a slug when I wake up preach man it's that's that's the biggest like struggle with drinking it's like oh it's so nice right now but then that feeling goes away so quickly and then the next morning you're like oh, no wonder I can't get up I can't move and I'm like how did I do this on Wednesday nights on when I was 22 <laughs> thirsty thursdays and yes ma i don't know what monday's alliteration is but you know dollar shop on monday like god help us i mean taco tuesdays yes margaritas and now i'm like oh i just drank a bottle of wine with a girlfriend and it's three days later and i'm like i just don't feel great right yeah absolutely absolutely i heard your podcast with emily and emily had talked about how she just stopped drinking completely and i was like oh man that's bold. I might do that. Haven't done it yet, but I'm, 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 I'm toying with it. I'm thinking uh, about it. It's I, Emily is such a boss. I mean, I, I will go instance where I won't drink at all. I did it at the beginning of the year where I always do dry January every year, but then it bled into February and then March. So it was like the whole first quarter of the year. And I was like, damn, my stomach was, had never been flatter. I was, I had never right. felt better. And, you know, here we are a couple months later and it's, I have fallen off of that wagon, <laughs> but I'm telling you, I feel the best when I'm not. And Emily is such a, you know, good inspiration and influence in my life too. So she said it, her, her business like doubled the year that she quit drinking. So I'm like, you might be on to something, sis. She might be, she might be. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Well tell our listeners where can they find you on Instagram or any, any social handles that you're on and where can they go shop for your merch? Uh, I'm in several boutiques across Oregon and Washington. So anybody that's in the Pacific Northwest, if you're a boutique shopper, I mean, hopefully ideally you're going to run into my stuff because it's just growing that fast, which is so, so cool. It's so amazing. But I have my own website too. It's um, nwaccent.com. So anything that I make is generally on the website. Instagram sees everything first. Um, There's a Facebook group. 
it just it just copies whatever Instagram posts. So my Instagram is at nw underscore accent. Um, they see everything first. My stories see everything first. And then any new stuff that I have come out is always on Instagram. And then when I have the time, I'll update the website. That's perfect. Well, I will definitely link your Instagram handle and your website on there for anybody who maybe wants to shop for that. Maybe they have a custom request. Maybe they have some wholesale requests. Who knows who is listening? So y'all go check out um, Northwest Accent and go give Katie some love on Instagram. But I just, I just want to say thank you. Uh, I so appreciate your time. I love your spirit. I love what you're all about. And for two women who have never met before have chatted on the phone for maybe 10 minutes previous to this, like kudos to Ashley for matchmaking and like, hooking us up. Because I feel like so we could be good, good friends in real life. Most, like the most fun phone call I've had. <laughs> outside of like just joking with friends but like the most fun stranger phone call I've had in like a decade hell yeah I will take it this is I mean anytime you get to talk to another woman boss entrepreneur somebody who's all about feminism a mom I mean you check all the boxes so I think you're doing a great job and I can't wait to see what is next for you and Northwest Accent thank you so much awesome girl well you have a good rest of your day and um Y'all go check out Katie on Instagram and on her website. I will link everything in the show notes below, but until next time, have a good afternoon. Thank you. All right. Bye Katie. (laughs) Bye. Hey, you want to know how you can help me? Why don't you screenshot this podcast and share it to your social media? tag me. My Instagram is at the fit life with Jessica. Take it another step further and leave me a review and a five-star rating in Apple podcast. It would mean the world to me. Thanks friend.